This is Yep, I Did That with Amanda and Jonna. Hey, I'm Jonna. I'm Amanda. And this is If I Did That, a podcast that talks about health and wellness trends floating around the internet mm-hmm. or your friend circles or the smoke signals you saw in the air that yeah. told you to do something you shouldn't be doing. Like do baking soda. <laughs> Slather your whole body in baking soda. Slather just every and part of your body. And bake in the sun. And then go lay in the sun and you're going to look like you're 12 <laughs> with no wrinkles and the body it's of the a 22 year old. It's the fountain of youth. Yes. No, that is not true. Not true And we're all. here to tell you that's not true. Exactly. So I, Jonna, usually will fall for a lot of those things. And Amanda is a registered dietitian with all sorts of knowledge. Um and she is who kind of grounds us in the science. So she'll tell us, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really needed in today's society. Exactly. Just don't do it. With every blog and internet and Instagram influencer telling you what you should or shouldn't try, we're here to say, don't listen. Or, what it's science cool. says. It's cool. Yeah. It's what science says that we should or shouldn't do. Yeah. And today we're actually um, going to hop right in. Yeah. And we're talking about um, just like healthy green cleaning and why we should do it or why we shouldn't. Yeah. Like what's in the stuff that we use and why does it matter if we buy the really cheap version or the really nice quote unquote green version? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's so many things to talk about. And we um, have decided that on our one-year mark, we're going to be going into some seasons. So this is going to be your taste of the cleaning stuff. And we're going to get into a lot of detail um, in our future seasons on, like, Mm -hmm. different parts. So, like, specifically talking about studies and specifically talking about a lot of things. So just know that, like, this is going to be our quick intro. You're getting so much more Yeah. And honestly, some of this stuff, like I'm super passionate about and Um, I'd love for you guys to start before we get to a season. So if we can just talk you into being even a little bit more conscious in the products you're buying and using for cleaning in your home, then that's a win to me. Agreed. Agreed. Um, So obviously we're going to start with a little history. (laughs) And Amanda's doing it this week, which is way better at it. Not way better. You are great at giving the history. (laughs) debatable everybody knows that's not my job here in this podcast (laughs) your job is multifaceted and you one of your titles is now historian oh gosh (laughs) take it this is your this is your college johnny you're part of a club now and you are the historian of the club can i graduate finally (laughs) you're like i'm done i don't want to be part of this club i dropped out for a reason (laughs) um so I got a lot of this information from Envirospec and then uh, HealthyCleaning101.org. Which both sound like things that I would just be on. Right. <laughs> but not a ton of people have the history of cleaning products. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you're just trying to like look up a place, it's like 
at least this one was a dot org, so I knew that it's a nonprofit just organization right. trying to get out in the world. Have I ever told the story of what I thought dot org used to stand for? I don't know if you've told it on this. I know I know the story. <laughs> um so uh, uh, the yep club can know. So whenever Austin Powers came out, it was like www.shh.org or whatever and my friend told me that it meant orgasm and I was like, "Oh my gosh." So anytime I heard .org, like pbs.org. Like, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that means orgasm." That's Ridiculous! It doesn't. So it means organization. Yeah, just in case anybody else just thought that meant orgasm. Just in case anyone else thought dot org meant orgasm, guys, it doesn't. No, it means organization. And healthy cleaning one hundred and one is a great one, apparently. Um, but they had a really detailed. Both of them had a detailed history of stuff. So a lot of it is. Um, I'm not going to talk too in depth because they talk about a lot of the stuff that we covered in our no poo episode of like overall body cleansing, but just an overview of, um, water was the very first cleaning product that ever existed, obviously, because it, (laughs) (laughs) um, sorry, that's just, I was thinking it, but it's really funny that you said it too. You're all, (laughs) Obviously, guys. <laughs> Obviously, water was the very water first was the very first product. one. They just used water to clean things <laughs> off. Uh, I don't know if that's <laughs> as funny to anybody else as I thought it was. In my mind, I was like, logically, water was the first thing, but saying it out loud is <laughs> it really funny. Stupid. It's like, A little. Obviously, water was the first. <laughs> okay, one. I really want to hear what you have to say. Sorry. <laughs> Am I good at this history stuff? Yes, I don't know. You- water, first cleaning product. <laughs> water was the first cleaning product. Oh, well, then once we realized water was really good, travel up to 2200 BC, um, ancient Babylonians accident- accidentally made soap. Uh, the first soap was animal fat, water, and wood ash. And so that was our first soap. Um, and then the Egyptians also had their own variation of soap. They used vegetable oils, alkaline salts um, to make soaps that were primarily used for the body and laundry. Mm-hmm. And then the fall of the Roman Empire brought about the fall of personal hygiene. And so that was about like the Middle Ages where cleanliness became a not important thing. Like what we talked about in the no poo, it was like the revival of um christianity at that point too where it was like it was about the cleanliness of your soul not the cleanliness of your body yeah the outward perspective it was like it's not about how you look outside it's about your inside soul yeah. um but during that time japan and i and iceland um were the only ones still bathing regularly in in Iceland they were sitting in warm water that was their bathing mm-hmm. but you know there was at least two countries that were like obviously using water the outs- they were obviously <laughs> using water guys <laughs> and Iceland was like let's make it warm yeah that might actually help even more yeah water so- <laughs> who would have who would have thunk it guys who um in the 1600s, Europe, uh, there was a connection, finally, of cleanliness to disease. And so they were like, hey, we should actually be clean so that we stay healthy. Um, bars of soap were also starting to be manufactured. Italy, Spain, and France 
were the first countries to be manufacturing soap. And then advertising campaigns started happening around that time, promoting soap. And up until the 19th century, soap was considered a luxury item and it was highly taxed. So Mm. only the upper echelon was actually able to afford soap. And this is just for our bodies right now. Just for our bodies. Because that's the only thing that really existed. And then for the laundry, they used the same thing. Okay. So how we talked about like the Egyptians for the bodies and laundry, it was the same soap. Okay. At this point. Yeah. There wasn't any differentiation up until uh, around like World War II. But 1898, B.J. Johnson developed the first formula for a liquid soap. Um, That is the most unfortunate name ever. B.J. Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even think I thought about it. I was just automatically like Johnson and Johnson. Not the same thing. No. But B.J. Johnson. Yeah. That's pretty pretty great. It is. Anyways. If it only was like three names, B.J. Richard Johnson, yeah. and he went by Dick. Yeah, but Johnson's also another thing. I know. It's so, all it's all, it's all together. together. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Mr. B.J. Johnson developed the first formula for liquid soap, palm oil and olive oil, which was called palm olive, which is still existing today. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing that he invented was pine salt from pine oil in world war ii animal fat um decrease of the supply to make soap dramatically decreased and german chemists actually created the first synthetic ingredients making the first detergent so this is whenever detergents actually started existing up until this point it was all vegetable oils or animal fat so were primarily made in bar soap okay and so it was also bars for the most part until like the 1898s and then the World War II, um, whenever liquid soap and detergents started coming around. So this is where the synthetic version of it came into place. All right. So anything that's a detergent is a synthetic form to make soap. Mm -hmm. Anything else that's labeled soap (laughs) is animal fat or olive or like a vegetable oil. oil. Mm -hmm. Some sort of a fat. Some sort of fat versus a synthetic detergent. Um. And it was all because the animal supply, like, it was non-existent in World War I. Um, Procter & Gamble re- resurrected the detergent in 1943, improved surfactants, which we've talked about before, our lovely surfactants. Um, so it wouldn't turn clothes gray, adding phosphate um, compounds, resulting in our first Tide. Procter & Gamble created Tide. Um, and then the more research in the 40s was also that, like, people wanted stuff to be used in cold water up until this point. Like, it only could be used in warm water um, to clean your clothes. And then um, the idea of Tide became so popular, they had to limit the quantity each housewife bought at this time. Where, like, you would go in and they're like, how many have you bought today? (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, you only get to buy two. And I love that it's also, like housewives were limited where it's like at that time like they were the ones buying it and it's just like now it's like ugh, so annoying but yes um but it's hilarious that they were like we have to limit these housewives from buying (laughs) up all the tide it's like nicotine (laughs) (laughs) um in the 1950s detergents ultimately replaced soap they became completely popular soaps were pretty much non-existent detergents were the only thing that was available uh dishwasher powder became popular as well still popular which is very still popular 
fabric softeners became popular and the detergent used using oxygen bleach became popular. In the 1980s, cold water detergent finally came around. Um, liquid wash, liquid dishwasher soap. So rather than just being like the cascade powder, it was now a liquid that could be used in your dishwasher. 1990 super concentrated liquid started being um, produced and as well as auto dishwasher gels. So those lovely gels that are um, millennial, younger millennial or, or what's the whatever them. trying to eat Tide Pods. Is it really millennials gems? trying to eat Tide I think Pods? It's younger. I think it's the younger. What are they? Generation Z? Z? Zennials? Zennial? I don't know what it is. Um, But it's, we're millennials and I'm not trying to eat Tide Pods. No. So I'm just trying to eat freaking craft cocktails. I'm trying to, (laughs) yeah, give me some like really good artisan cheese. Yeah. And some like crackers and a good freaking glass of red wine. Yep. That's all we're trying to eat. That's all we're trying to eat. Don't judge. Maybe even like a peanut butter cup i don't know (laughs) um speaking of (laughs) we're out out. um and then in the 2000s biodegradable green products were finally starting to be released because there was knowledge or in our uh, day and age people became woke to the fact that things were not copacetic what's copacetic mean groovy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to think of all other uh, words that I could say. That works. Kosher. Kosher. Happy. There you go. Good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and so that's the brief history of kind of how things started to evolve for cleaning products. And it was mainly like, again, what we've talked about in most of everything where it became a demand so people were wanting to be able to wash their clothes in cold water so they were trying to create something that could be washed in cold water there was no animal fat so how do you make stuff work that we can actually like clean stuff because cleanliness and disease and whatever was incredibly high at the like connections were finally being realized Mm -hmm. so everything that's created is because we as a consumer were kind of demanding it which is pretty much just everything. Yes. Always. And then also marketing campaigns were telling us we needed it. Right. So that's the brief <laughs> history of cleaning products. All right. Yes. And that leaves us here today. And that leaves us here today in the 2000s where there's way more social consciousness of environmental impact, like, personal high like personal impact of cleaning things and so that's kind of where we are where it's like a lot of people I will definitely say I was guilty of this up until I had Ellis like I think I was a little more naive because I'm like well it's just like it's not getting on me I didn't think about anything like that like whenever we talked about um I can't remember when we talked about natural deodorant, but at some point we did. And like it honestly, nothing like impacted me until I realized a little hand or a little body was going to be coming into contact, coming into it. contact with it. Yep. And so like whenever Ellis would be nursing and he like even got close to my armpit, I freaked out because I was like, I don't want him to like touch my deodorant and then like put it in his mouth. And I was like, if I'm scared of him putting it in his mouth. I shouldn't be putting it on my body. Right. Yeah. And that's a big switch. It's a huge light switch where you're just like, wait a second. Why? What's going on here? 
Yep. What's happening? Which is similar to me. Yeah. Just years before. Yeah. Just getting pregnant with Dietrich and going on to that journey of wanting to live greener. Um, and one of the first things, well, it kind of starts with food. But beyond that, once you start getting conscious about food, mm-hmm. it's hard not to start being conscious about the things that go on your body. And yeah. then from that comes the things that you put in your house because mm-hmm. you come into contact with those things all the time. All the time. And even if you're wearing gloves, you're breathing it in. Mm-hmm. So, Which is ultimately the bigger issue. Yeah. In some cases, depending some on what the cases. cleaning products are. Exactly. Um. So I have here like five reasons why I feel like we should be more conscious and mm-hmm. train like changing to green cleaning techniques. Yeah. Um, first it's good for you and the planet. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that and zone in on one specific chemical in a second. That's in a lot of, uh, beauty products and cleaning products actually, mm-hmm. which is terrifying. Um, but it's better for, you and the whole planet. So yeah. um, it can get down to as simple as, like I was just saying, some of these um, products have chemicals in them that go into the air and pollute the mm-hmm. air. So you're actually doing a disservice to the whole planet by using them, which is a lot of weight to put onto yourself. But it is crazy how these like little small decisions that just feel like they're what you do. Well, do you feel like all the women of the 50s using Aquanet was probably not great? Feel really sad about our ozone layer? (laughs) (laughs) They probably don't, but they probably should. Thank you, women of the 50s. Right. (laughs) Where we have a hole in our ozone layer. Thanks, hairspray. Great grandchildren now, (laughs) thanks to your hairspray use, have a hole in their ozone layer. Um, It's less expensive. A lot of times, Mm -hmm. green cleaning. If you really look into it are things you can easily make on your own. Yeah. So like some of my favorite products that I do buy because I'm lazy are things I could easily make on my own. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's a like vinegar is a huge thing that you can clean with and it does wonders for many things and yeah. it costs like $3. As is baking soda. Exactly. Um, they can be better for your home or your belongings using natural stuff. It's less mm-hmm. harsh. So yeah. your stuff might last longer and better. Um, the smell of it does not pollute the air. It's natural. So it's normal and good yeah. for that to be in the environment. Um, and then your overall safety. Like, I don't know. Do you always clean with gloves on? I've never once cleaned with gloves I on. I rarely clean with gloves on. So I think the only time I've cleaned with gloves on was whenever I worked at the coffee shop. Right. So all of that stuff that you're like, well, it's okay because it's not like I'm like putting it on my body. We yeah. are putting it on our bodies when we're cleaning with it. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of scary stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say whenever I was reading... About um, from one of the websites I was on. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. The 101 one. Healthy Cleaning 101. They were talking about the environmental impact of cleaning stuff. And I think that a lot of the manufacturers think they're actually being um, more environmentally conscious whenever they make these products that are like two in one 
or a really high concentrated dose because then it's not using multiple bottles for Mm -hmm. different things. And it's like, yes, you may be using less plastic or creating less waste in the sense of multiple bottles, but is the I like the where I finally have reached, which we're going to talk about now and then probably talk about way more in details. Like, what's the product inside doing to us? Yeah. Because environmentally, yeah, you may be cutting down the waste, but that's not the whole picture. Yep. And I mean, there's stuff like with the, um, the scent or like the environmental mm-hmm. thing. I was reading like one of a huge pollutant is actually our dryers and the exhaust that comes out of those. And I was thinking about it, and there's lots of chemicals in that. We can talk yeah. in a future season about what's in like a dryer sheet, which yeah. I didn't even know until researching for this episode. But um, like, so we live in an apartment complex, a small one. Mm-hmm. And when someone does laundry, like my whole house smells like laundry yeah. my, or a whole apartment. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking like, we're all, that's so intense that someone using, oh, sorry guys, <laughs> someone using, um, the dryer yeah. can affect a whole unit. And then how much further does that travel as far as the chemicals that go into the air with that? Yeah. I don't think I ever thought about it. Cause it, like in our apartment complex, whenever we lived in one, I was like, oh, I so love the smell yeah. of laundry. It's so and great. And fragrance is a huge pollutant. Yeah. Didn't know that either, really, until going on this journey. So, I don't know. It is is a big conscious decision, but I mean, I feel like we're the generation to do it. If a generation is going to do it, like, why do I use this dryer sheet? Yeah. So, now I use a wool ball with essential oils. (laughs) Just to, like, talk about dryer sheets for a hot minute, I um, have been on this, like, a little journey of switching everything and I bought um, just like natural dryer sheets. Mm-hmm. I hate the way they feel. They so they feel like much. wax paper. Yes, and I was like, "What the crap is this?" Because I'm <laughs> so used to like the regular it's ones. It's like gauze versus wax paper. Yes, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And then this company that I'm in love with that I will talk about in a minute. They have a wool ball, mm-hmm. and it like. Reading about it, it was like, it lasts for three to five years. And, like, you don't have to mm-hmm. whatever. And I love the idea of putting essential oils on it because it was like, it's unscented. And I was like, I do want my clothes to smell good. Mm-hmm. I love that idea so much. I was about to order one. Well, I can probably just give you one. Thanks, girl. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll trade. Guys, friendship. Yay. You just, like, experienced it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to them. I was welcoming them. To Welcome to our friendship. Our friendship. And yeah. Anyways, before I get on this yeah. kick for this chemical that I wanted to focus on, did you have anything else you wanted to add to the conversation? Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, mainly talking about, um, we're going to go way more in depth about um, specific stuff. Um, John is going to talk about this one. But there have been like actual studies. So there actually yeah. is science that correlate cleaning chemicals with disease. So it's not just like these, um, like if you were listening to it, and I think a lot of the time I thought about it for a long time where it was just like people who were just like really like environmentally conscious or like just like super hippie. Yeah. Were like, 
uh, you should care about it because you should care. But I was like, but it's not doing anything. Yeah. And then you get into it and you're like, oh, it really is. Mm -hmm. And so there's been tons of studies about people who obviously um, this was, I think it was in Dutch women who were working with cleaners every day. But they had a super high increased risk for respiratory issues. Um, Most of them ended up having some sort of respiratory issue, cancer, or um, people with asthma who don't clean all the time. They can be affected by a lot of these things, probably the one that you're going to be talking about. But like bleach, um, spray disinfectants, like all of that stuff, anyone with asthma could actually be affected by it Mm -hmm. um and then i started reading um a little bit more about um because my issue or my changes happened because of ellis Mm -hmm. and i was like well what could be happening and thankfully like the no correlation has been found for like dermatitis in kids so it doesn't cause any like inflammation or like rashes rashes or anything but there was a postnatal exposure to household disinfectants in infant, infant gut microbiota. Um, and it basically saw that people, kids who were exposed to these specific like disinfectants, they had an increased BMI. And then um, there was there wasn't any association with like infant gut microbiota with it, but it did cause an increase in BMI. So something is going on so weird with it, which is super interesting. And so there's a lot more than we'll, that we'll go into, but like there's actual studies that have been shown mm-hmm. to have specific effects. effects from these things. And so I will say after doing this research, that's whenever Kyle, like the first doing this research was whenever Kyle and I got sick. Uh-huh. And I had just like bought, I'd never buy aerosol lot, like disinfectant. Yeah. And I was like, you have been laying on our couch. Yeah. You have pneumonia, you have bronchitis. <laughs> like I, I can't handle us being sick. And mm-hmm. so I went and bought it and um, I sprayed our couch. And then as soon as I like got done and I read it and I was like, Kyle has asthma. His breathing is what's the issue. And I was like, what did I do? I was like, but you have to disinfect at sometimes, that, at sometimes at yeah. that point. And so I gave myself grace in those mm-hmm. moments. And yeah. I don't use it all the time. Like I very mm-hmm. rarely use it. When we had the stomach flu, I definitely did that. Yeah, you I did have like to. Because it's like the mattress, everything. Yeah. Um, not proud of it, but but it's just <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of like where science is, and we'll go way more in depth about that. And you're gonna be talking a lot about that and so that's all I had to add until I talk about my favorite new little product okay perfect um I'm gonna try to give you guys a quick overview because Amanda and I are heading out to watch The Bachelor right now yeah girl um but I wanted to hit on and maybe in the future I'll hit on it more a specific chemical and it is called one four and that has a comma in it have you heard of do you know what I'm about to say not sure uh, one for dioxane. Yes. Um, and it's in a ton of stuff. Tide actually got in trouble for how much of it is in Tide and they've had to make some changes. Um, but what it is, is a clear solvent mm-hmm. with a mild, pleasant fragrance. It's used, um, to, it's like used as like a detergent. Yeah. Um, it's used in Lots of cleaning supplies, laundry detergent, shower gels, 
all that sort of stuff. And it's actually super bad for you. It's a known carcinogen Mm -hmm. and it's super bad for the environment. Um, So to start, uh, the FDA or is it the EPA? Who's the people? It could be either Environmental Protection Agency or Food and Drug. It could be either of them. Uh, Okay. If they found it in water. Federal scientists have said that it's a card... It poses a risk for as a carcinogen. Okay. Um. So, man, I lost my train of thought trying to figure out who they were. Um. But there is like a group of people who did a test on just like our like daily daily products, mm-hmm. and um. Basically, they found that the EPA Environmental Protection a- Protection Agency did a national survey, um, of drinking water suppliers and it's like super bad it's in our water everywhere la is actually a place where it's really contaminated um at levels that is beyond the lifetime cancer risk dang um so basically what is happening is it's getting into our water supply Mm -hmm. and it doesn't like go away so it seeps into the ground comes back in um and they just haven't quite figured out how to or what to do about it so they're kind of cracking down, but what do mm-hmm. you, it's kind of just a really big problem. Yeah. Um, within this, the, um, some of the products, just so you guys can be aware that showed having a ton of it in it are actually stuff like Victoria's Secret shower gels, which took me way back to middle yeah. school. Um, in particular, Bombshell and Love had the highest levels of 1,4-dioxane. How rude that they named the one Love that has like a super high amount of this. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, it's 23 of, it says 23 of 30 body washes, detergents, and baby products and shampoos tested positive for this contaminated con- contaminant, um, which is a lot. That's a, like that's a in a ton of stuff. Time, yeah. Um, Reading on in uh, Tide, Simply Plus Oxy, Pantene Pro-V Nature Fusion Shampoo. Um, Kyle Richards, we're looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> Herbal Essences, Deep Moisture Shampoo, Olay Moisture Ribbons, Arm & Hammer Clean Burst. Interesting. I know. Um, so I also read um, somewhere, maybe it's not in this one, of Bath & Body Works, like um a, a couple specific scents from Bath uh-huh. and Body Works had it in it. Um, so it's super dangerous and yeah. it's actually affecting the whole environment and future generations to come us using it. Uh, there were in that I personally think one get away from any of these body scented yeah. things. There's so much bad stuff in it that we will get into in the future. Uh, but right now, do yourself a solid and just stop with all of that. Um, for laundry, there was a few that um, are not just laundry. Laundry, seventh generation, scored really well on that one, uh-huh. which is kind of nice because out of the green products that you go to like a Target yeah. to buy, they're usually a cheaper version. And it's like the same size as, as like a normal, a, a Tide or a All or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, versus like the Mrs. Myers is feels very small for the price compared to yeah. the other ones. So uh Mrs. Myers, the lavender scent, tested mm-hmm. for zero of the one four dioxane. 
What about the what about the honeysuckle? I don't know. That's not on this one. Oh, that's the one I use. I know. Damn. I usually use like basil. Yeah. Um, the seventh generation free and clear, ultra downy April fresh fabric softener didn't have it in it. I'm sure there's a lot of things that there's I could find wrong with stuff. it. Yes, but it didn't have that in it. Um, Avino baby gentle wash and shampoo. Honest Company didn't have it in it. Good for shampoo and body wash, and then Method body wash with avocado extract did not have it in it way to go target i know that's like every target buy you can buy (laughs) but i mean johnson's baby shampoo did disney's frozen bubble bath did uh original bubble mr bubble has it in it it's like Mm -hmm. these are things we're soaking our kids in suave professionals moroccan infusion color care tresemme moisture rich had it dove nutritive solutions I mean, I could go on and on. So many things that I feel like all of us just use without thinking have this really bad cancer causing (laughs) ingredient in it. I was actually thinking about that whenever I was like doing the history and talking about like what was popular and why it was popular and what was like being um, kind of brought out. And it's like, we're the product of the 90s. And so at that time, like that's all the stuff that was like incredibly popular. Mm-hmm. You know, like I used herbal essences because my sisters used herbal essences. And then it was like Bath and Body Works was the jam. We all used like Victoria's Secret and Bath and oh, Body Works yeah. was all we used. Yeah. So it's not great. No, I mean, it <laughs> just sucks that like, but hopefully it's also that they didn't know at the time. And hopefully now that like it's coming out, like be good manufacturers and companies Mm -hmm. that care about your customers and don't put this in it and to get into that just a bit uh i'm not holding my breath for that to happen obviously um manufacturers have not responded with caring about it very much beyond like in um government Mm -hmm. restrictions so they say like reports like these are misleading or confusing and uh who knows like it's probably just a trace and doesn't do anything it's you can continue to use this daily safely and effectively Mm -hmm. and that's terrifying do you they think do you think it's like them just being annoyed like the law the california passes like anything has to like like the coffee thing that we talked about where it's like you have to put this on it it may not Mm -hmm. actually be doing anything but it has something in it do you think that they're just like piggybacking off of kind of like that ideology where it's like hey it's fine but it's like is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like it's going on to our I think bodies, they touching have our bodies, the technology our to research better ways yeah. to have some sort of a detergent. And mm-hmm. instead of doing that, they're just want to keep it the same because it keep costs it, money. Yeah, to do all that and just stay as cheap as possible. Super annoying. Um, and I would love to get into in the future, like the all of the different ways that these things can affect our bodies. But it's cr- like you were saying, like there's a lot of implications on oh, yeah. reproductive health, mm-hmm. different types of crazy cancers, yeah. like mental problems, blindness, some of them. Um, so it's a lot of stuff to think about. And yeah. it's scary. I don't want to like ever be a fear-based podcast, but it is freaky to me that we just use it without thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, I think that it. this is one of the ones where it's like, you, we do need to be a little bit scared mm-hmm. to make a change. Yeah, I needed to be a little bit scared to make a change. Where it was like, 
what if there's something that I'm doing in my home that could be detrimental to Ellis or detrimental to myself or to Kyle? Mm -hmm. And it's like, why take that risk, even if it's like a point zero zero one chance? That's still a chance. You know, if like these companies are saying that. I mean, what scares me the most is the drinking water aspect and that it like soaks into the ground and then goes back in and how many generations are going to be dealing with that. Yeah. Like even for just this one chemical. That's asking so much of people to not be selfish. You know, like that mentality where it's like that's the hard part of being like, it's not going to be affecting you. This is for the people to come. Actually, it probably is affecting you. It's probably affecting (laughs) us. So you can be selfish about it, too. But like like the the environmental whatever has said that um the EPA said the minimal cancer risk is 0.35 parts per billion and that's one drop of water in three olympic size swimming pools uh-huh um and that's this says that's the level expected to cause no more than one case of cancer for every million people who drink that water daily in a lifetime and like southeastern los angeles california new york's long island uh, Cape Fear, North Carolina, um, Fayetteville, like all of those, those four in particular are like the highest in the nation for having it. Awesome. And there's like nothing we can really do like yeah. that because the EPA, it's like all stuck in same thing as GMOs kind of. Mm-hmm. It's like we have to just wait and hope that our freaking government does something about it. Yeah. That's why millennials are angry, guys. That's why millennials are angry. I like, I want to have so much faith in the EPA, but um, where my parents and like where I'm from, like, I don't know if you remember this happening last year or the, it was the year before, um, where there was a mine that like broke in Colorado mm-hmm. and no, like EPA was supposed to be have like cleared it out, was supposed to like check it, whatever. And basically, it leaked all this stuff into the water. Yeah. And the Animus River that flows through Farmington was yellow. Oh, gosh. And so, like, they had no drinking. Like, thankfully, they had, like, some water reserved. But, like, a lot of that water drains into, like, the dams and drains into, like... Also, like, the fish and the wildlife. There was, like, wildlife was... Very affected. Yeah. I mean, it was gold yellow. I'm sure it still is affected. It, no, it's, it's cleared color. Yeah. But sediment and things like that, of like the wildlife, who knows? Like it's a huge thing, but yeah. like the, I have little faith in the EPA sometimes. Me too. It comes to well, that. basically the environmental working group. Yeah. We do z- like them. They have zero faith in them too. Yeah. They're like, they're not going to do anything. Yeah. Because they've never done anything before. Yeah. <laughs> There's too much red tape and too much political Game. agendas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But us as consumers, what we've talked about before, we can be educated and choose companies. And then hopefully that will make other companies realize that the profit is going to these other companies. So do something. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to lose exactly. Um, and some of those companies that I am giving my money to that I'm really enjoying is that I posted this on Instagram that I ordered um, a concentrate uh, all-purpose cleaner from Branch Basics. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> Not even because of the fact that, like... The branding's it's, good. It's, the branding's <laughs> great. Um, but, so, I will be just 
really vulnerable for a minute. Our oven, Kyle cooks steak a lot. Oil, like, pops up. He doesn't clean it off. I don't get a chance to. So, like, there's olive oil or grapeseed oil or whatever oil he's, like, cooked with. Yeah. That has gotten built up. I have used so many different, like, cleaners, Lysol, Clorox, whatever, to try to, like, get it off. Nothing has gotten it off. I use this Branch Basics Concentrate. And so it's basically, like, for everything, you would get empty bottles. And they give you one big bottle of concentrate. And you fill it up to, like, the dilution for each thing. Um, And this, like, I sprayed it on and I let it sit for, like, two minutes. And it got all of it off. That's amazing. And I didn't even have to scrub hard. Look at that. I was really happy. Sometimes nature just knows. Right? And I was like, it's fantastic. There's very limited ingredients in it. I like it a lot. <laughs> um, and even with like baking soda and um, lemon juice, I think I used or vinegar. I can't remember. But I had to like let it sit for forever and like scrub it super hard to get like the burnt stuff yeah. from like past things off. And so I was like pretty much anticipating that and it wasn't. That's and awesome. And so I'm all about that. Yeah. And I love them. I like it a lot. And I think I, with Ellis, I've used OxyClean a lot because they stains and they have an oxygen boost, essentially like similar thing, but it's like no, yeah, natural, no chemicals, all of that that I'm going to try because that scares me. But I also need to get stains out. Yeah. I <laughs> know. know the OxyClean one's hard. Yeah, and so I'm really I still use that sometimes. I'm really excited to try this to see if that could be yeah, a change because I'm petrified of if Ellis ever touches it. Mm-hmm. In this I would be so much less scared. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um so I'll report back but the all-purpose concentrate I'm in. That's awesome. And it's like $60 for a starter kit. With you get all the bottles and a huge bottle of concentrate. That's amazing. And it replaces pretty much all your cleaners. That's really cool. Don't know how it works on the rest of the stuff, but the kitchen, sold. Like I it. personally use Grove Collaborative, which is yeah. not the same because what they do is they source, they do have their own brands, but they really just source mm-hmm. um, brands that have to meet a specific um, criteria. So I know anything I buy from them, it's like curated, really well curated healthy household supplies store basically um and i know anything i buy from there is not going to be scary yeah um and i love it so uh and i'm not repping them i'm repping branch basics for free yeah basically (laughs) like please message us so i can give you my own personal code Yes. That I gave to like my mom that yes. everyone that becomes a Grove member gets. Yes. <laughs> so I can give you that. So we can both get $10 towards Grove. Um, and sometimes they do like get a whole line of Mrs. Myers for free for signing up. It's like 20 bucks a year. And it's like the best $20. They yeah. send you a box every month. Either you can have somebody curate it for you or you can go in and just fill your cart with whatever you want or you can skip it. So on months that's like, I don't have an extra 50 bucks, 20 bucks. Well, it just depends because I was thinking before I actually rarely go to Target now because before Mm. I'd go to Target and I'd probably spend like $50 a month on household stuff. And this is like, I get like 
my baggies there. I get mm-hmm. my food wrap there. I get uh, like you can get lotions and skincare that's all been screened there. Sunscreen. Yeah. Cleaning supplies, laundry supplies, kitchen stuff. Um, they even now I haven't tried it yet, but they have like a bamboo material, toilet paper and um, paper towel that's supposed to be better for the environment. Interesting. So I really love them. Yeah. So if you're looking for a place to maybe find like a variety of cleaning supplies, I recommend checking out Grove Collaborative and maybe just DMing us on Instagram so I can send you my code. (laughs) (laughs) I um, am such an old lady. Every time like someone tells me something new and I look it up and if I have to order it, I get really upset. That's so funny, but it's so nice as a mom or anyone, but especially I feel like LA in particular to just get home and be like, I have a new box and it's all really awesome cleaning that supplies. I feel like would be the the upside, but then I if I run out of something, mm-hmm. I like being able to like, like go get it. A day or two. See, that's like I know that about so many things. And they price match. So oh, that's nice. Yeah. Like if you are getting if you see something at Target, like a Mrs. Myers bottle is uh-huh. like 50 cents cheaper. You just email them in or like write them in and they'll price match it for well, you. The beauty of that is that Target's never cheaper. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I love it. I mean, that's and, awesome. and I actually really love their products too they have similar to branch basics like they do concentrates yeah. yeah and they just are releasing a laundry concentrate that i'm buying this month so i'll report back, report back. in the next season that yeah. we do cleaning stuff and i'll maybe venture more into my branch basics yeah and we'll mm-hmm. have so many options for you guys we will okay well on that note like we said in the beginning we are literally rushing out of the studio right now yes to go see what the heck this conversation with Colton is all about yeah. between what's her name? Kaylin. Kaylin and Colton. And Hannah. B. Yeah. Guys, I have so many thoughts. Like 30 second thought. Kaylin, shady AF. <laughs> Hannah is not psychologically sound beyond The Bachelor. At or least she's not Miss appearing USA. that way. Yes. No, she's just not. She's not strong. So. <laughs> There's a lot where, like, she's emotionally, like, sad whenever little things happen to her, which is what happened at the Miss USA pageant. Mm-hmm. And then Kaylin is just shady and a horrible human, I think, yeah. and pulled the typical pageant girl, I think, on Hannah, and Hannah couldn't psychologically handle it. Neither of them, I think, are good for this television show. Right. But on that note, they're good enough that we're talking we're about good them. enough that they're we're talking about it. Girl, I'm into Demi. I love her. She's horrible and I like it. (laughs) We always like the bad ones. They're so funny. She's the best. She, like, go back and watch last week's episode. I know you haven't watched it. I haven't. The rose ceremony starts. She is just blindly smiling with confidence and it's amazing. (laughs) She just, like, does not care. And then whenever, like, a girl that she has animosity with, Tracy, gets a rose, she's like... Isn't Demi the one, though, that literally, she's not mean to me. Was she mean last episode? No, she's not mean. Because she seems kind of just like self-assured and like degaffs. Oh, yeah, that's exactly it. That's the best thing ever. But she's also just like, she's Corinne mixed with, I don't know who. Someone you would like is less polarizing. Yeah, Corinne and the sexuality. And then... uh, I don't know who she'd be mixed Alexis. with. Alexis. 
No. No. Well, For maybe. some reason, I'm saying like Vanessa, but she was not self-assured. No, not at all. But for some reason, like that, her air is a little bit that way to me. Oh, I don't know. Demi, I love her. I like her too. Her mom's in prison. What can you ask for more for embezzlement? It's fantastic. I wonder if I'm thinking of the same person. Amanda knows everything. I have uh, a weird memory, guys. On that note, yes. also, uh, not on that note at all, but... The reason I haven't watched The Bachelor last week is because if you didn't listen to last episode, we got matched. Got matched. Yeah. So we're going to be posting about or we have posted about um, supporting our adoption through buying a T-shirt. Yes. Or sweatshirt, which is freaking cute. They're super cute. So if you want to do that and then just tag us in a picture and post it so that we can see it and you can help support adoption. Yes. Yay. And so many more things to come. Hope you guys have a great rest of your night. Yeah. We're out. Bye. Bye.